So what birth order are you? So I'm a firstborn. Firstborn? How, how about you? I am also a firstborn. Uh-oh. <laughs> this ought to be interesting. So we're always right and we're perfect and the most responsible. That's all I know. Okay, we're done. <laughs> I, thanks for joining us. And everybody. everyone else is not those things. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Lost Art of Parenting, where we aim to educate, entertain, and encourage you in all things parenting. We want to help you understand what you're doing and why, so that you can increase the odds of raising children who are prepared for life, while also enjoying your job as a parent and enjoying your children along the way. My name is Jesse Mayer. I'll be your host, and we cannot do the Lost Art of Parenting podcast without the one, the only, Kim Cross. Thank you so much, Jesse. I'm so glad to be here. This is going to be fun. It's going to be fun? We're doing something fun today? Yes, we I'm are. Excited. Okay, and what are we talking about? Well, it's a parenting topic, but we're all going to think about ourselves as well as our children through this, which okay. makes it kind of personal and fun. So we're going to talk about birth order and the impact it has on our personality and our parenting. Okay. So let's talk about birth order. I'm I'm intrigued, to say the least. <laughs> let's do it. All I right. have some assumptions about uh, birth order, so I'm excited to see if I'm right or wrong. Okay. Well, this will be fun. Well, Dr. Kevin Lehman has been in the business of this since the 60s. He's done a lot of books on it, so it's been around a long time. Okay. Some people, if you do the research, say, oh, it's there's not that much emphasis on birth order anymore, and other people are saying, oh, no, it still holds true. Mm. And then I've put in some new research in here later, but basically his research shows that a child child's birth order can have significant impact on their behavior, their personality, the characteristics about them, and then, of course, their interactions with their parents and their siblings. And birth order personality traits, just so you know, they're not set in stone. There are exceptions. I deal with this every day in my practice. So um, sometimes I'll say, oh, you're a firstborn. And they'll go, no. And I'll go, huh, you don't fit the pattern. So mm. we know there are exceptions depending on um, the unique personality of that person and maybe the the mixture of genders and what we call gifts and talents and maybe a competitive edge or not between siblings. But anyways, there are typical traits that emerge from one's birth order. And um, there are definite positive things and definite challenges with each one of those positions. Okay. So what birth order are you? So I'm a firstborn. Firstborn? How, how about you? I am also a firstborn. Uh-oh. <laughs> this ought to be interesting. So we're always right and we're perfect and the most responsible. That's all I know. Okay. We're done. <laughs> I, thanks for joining us. And everyone buddy. else is not those things. <laughs> No, we can't do that. Okay, fine. We have our issues too, but this is going to be fun. <laughs> um, what stood out for you when you were growing up as a firstborn? Um, definitely the response. I'd say it as a joke, but the responsibility was a big thing, especially being raised by a single parent like that. Mm -hmm. the, being the oldest child definitely made a huge impact on what I thought I was allowed to do and felt responsible for compared okay. to my siblings. Okay. Mine was that as well as I remember I got blamed for everything mm. because I was much bigger than my younger sister. And then, of course, the, the youngest was my brother. So I was 
you know, five foot eight by the time I was fifth grade. So, right. you know, there was a lot of expectations there. Yes. I looked a lot older, but I remember getting blamed for a lot of things going, okay, I wasn't even in the room, but because you're the firstborn and the bigger, stronger one, a lot of times parents may sometimes do that. So that stood out for me. Um, but the, of course, there's pros and cons to each birth order position. So what would you say is the biggest pro and the biggest con for you as a firstborn? Um, pro, I would say, is probably, at least in my family, I got a lot of the trust. It was like, okay, if you're going to go do this thing, I trust you to be responsible and do the thing. So I had a lot of leeway. Mm -hmm. The con was because I had a lot of leeway that tended to end up coming back to bite my mom Where when my like brother, who's the middle child came around. He's like, well, why does Jesse get to do all these things? And it just kind of turned into this like almost, uh, rivalry a little rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, expectation was because I got to do something they got, should get to do something. And so that would, I would say would be one of the things that mm -hmm. was a struggle as far as being the firstborn. Mm -hmm. I kind of combined the two for me. Cause I remember thinking, Oh good. I get to go first. Oh darn. I have to go first. <laughs> All the trial and errors on you too. <laughs> yeah. So isn't this great? Mm, maybe not so much. And I, cause I remember the, I watched my younger siblings have less restrictions and more benefits because mm. of the firstborn, you tend to fear factor the parenting a little bit. You're a lot more strict and by the book. And so everything was kind of locked down. Yes, I had that trust and I was responsible as a firstborn, but the, the limits were much more strict, mm. whereas those were loosened for my siblings. I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't get to do that. Why are they getting yes. to do that? So yes, yes, that yes. was one for me. So this will be fun. As we unpack typical patterns of birth orders, it's going to be interesting to see if your experience and mine matched up or if they were different. And uh, and we'll just take it from there. We'll you ready? We'll see if any of our viewers leave some comments about how they experienced not being firstborn. If you have comments, call Jesse Mayer at... <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So firstborns, here we go. Again, these are not in concrete, but they're fairly typical. So typical traits of a firstborn are that we are tend to be a little bit more serious we tend to be more of what we call high achievers. Um, with two genders the same, like two boys in a row or two girls in a row, that older one tends to be bigger and healthier. Okay. Not always, but tends to be. Uh, here, you're going to love this one. We tend to score three points higher on an IQ test. Yeah. <laughs> we'll work that you're one. so smart. <laughs> uh, we tend to be reliable, conscientious, very structured, we're habitual, mm. and we tend to be consistent in these, those things. Cautious, because we had firmer limits from our parents. Yes. Um, we can be a little controlling and perfectionistic. <laughs> um, often we took uh, responsibility for our younger siblings, and that was either self-imposed because we just tend to be more protective. Right. Or they were, we were given those extra responsibilities by our parents because they needed our help. Yes. Right? Um, firstborns also tend to be very self-critical. We are very aware of our faults or when we mess up. Okay? Um, so that means we have high expectations for ourselves as well. And the good part is, as employees, bosses love us because we get along with authority figures because we are responsible, we're reliable, and we're respectful. Mm. So, And we're dependable. So that's the typical traits um, of a firstborn, both good and bad. Yeah. Right? Um, an only child. So we call them the super firstborn. The super firstborn. Because they have 
um, all the traits of a firstborn, but since they're the only, it kind of exponentially um, exaggerates those traits. Okay. But with the only child, they have both the privilege and the burden of having their parents' attention, but also those expectations. Mm. So attention good, expectations eh, sometimes can be a lot. Right. can be a lot. Um, only children, again, have the, many of the same traits as a firstborn. Um, but they're also typically very mature for their age because they hang out with a lot of adults. They are tend to be even more perfectionistic because they're it, right? Conscientious, diligent, and they're often very much leaders. And then firstborns relate well to adults because that's who where they spent most of their time right. with. They didn't have siblings to, to interact with. Yeah, or to kind of play with and then kind of go down to their level. They mm -hmm. were always brought up by these mature adults. And then without siblings, they tend to have a few issues of sharing and okay. compromise. I, I could see that <laughs> in some of my only children friends. <laughs> no names will be mentioned. No names mentioned. Just <laughs> thoughts. Uh, yeah, observations. Um, middle children. We often hear of, oh, the middle child, but there's, you know, good and bad things about all of these. So mm -hmm. we don't want to get too pigeonholed and labeled, but middle children tend to be people pleasers because they didn't get the attention that they thought they should get compared to their older or younger siblings. Okay. Because they're not the oldest who's pretty independent and had all this attention before everybody else came along. And then there's the baby who needs more attention and the middle one's like, yeah, what about me? Right. Right. Um, because of this, they tend to make their mark outside of the family and seek relationships with friends as opposed to within the family. Um, and they, so they often have what we call stronger bonds or relationships um, with peers. Okay. Okay. They often feel left out or forgotten as that middle child, and they can be somewhat rebellious they thrive again on friendships, they, and they can be a peacemaker. But I said in my notes, depending on their level of rebellion, they'll be a peacemaker or kind of a you know disturber. So right. <laughs> it just depends on the kid, right? <laughs> and then finally, we have the youngest child, okay? They tend to be the most free-spirited because they had the least amount of parental time and supervision and sometimes expectations or accountability. Um, they feel like sometimes nothing I do is really important because everybody else already did it. Mm. Everybody else learned to read. Everybody else did this in their sports or their education or their grades or their talents or whatever it was. So they kind of feel like, eh, okay, it's not a big deal. Nobody cares. Okay. We care. They just kind of, that's feel their perception. That mm -hmm. Um, they're least likely to be disciplined, so they can often be a little coddled and babied. Mm. In fact, I, I talked to my, I can't talk to my son right now. He's in South Korea, but I did talk to my daughter and I said, do you ever, did you ever feel like that? And she said, no, but I'm sure Kevin did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he felt like I was coddled and spoiled. Um, maybe rules didn't apply as much or they got off the hook as far as chores or expectations. Mm -hmm. Just depends. The younger child or baby of the family can often get attention in different ways. So they become charming. They have a great sense of humor. They can be very disarming. Uh, they'll be very social and outgoing and very agreeable so that they get that attention differently mm -hmm. instead of through performance or academics or certain expectations. And typical traits of the youngest child are, child are that they're fun-loving, they're uncomplicated, 
They're outgoing, but they can also be a little manipulative and attention-seeking and self-centered. Okay. Okay? So this is a big question. I, um, a lot of times parents will say, well, I don't have a favorite. And then I'll work with their children, and they'll be very clear that I'm not the favorite or my sister's favorite or my brother's favorite. Mm-hmm. And so... We don't ever want to demonstrate that we have a favorite. We never want to think as parents that we have a favorite. We just think that's ridiculous. Of course, I love my children the same. And I hope we all do. But sometimes we have a blind side that we're not aware of that we are favoring one Mm -hmm. over the other. So the latest research that came out is that I found this fascinating. And you're going to love this, Jesse, as a firstborn. But moms tend to favor their youngest or last born male child mm-hmm. and dads tend to favor their youngest or last born female child. So think about it. If you're a firstborn in a family that has say three or more kids and there are there's a mixture of genders there and you're the oldest male, I'm the oldest female, but there's following males and females we're not the favorite of either We're of our not parents. The we missed out on both parents. <laughs> Darn it. So it was funny. I was, I was reading this research and, and thinking about this, and I thought, okay, so I just got left out of that realm. <laughs> and um, this can leave the firstborn feeling like, wow, I'm not favored at all, and I'm kind of left to fend for myself. Mm. And there can be pros and cons to that. Um, and since firstborns are often very independent, we're achievers, we strive to be self-sufficient, um, parents can often assume that eh, they don't need the help, they're good. Right. Which can be You're a pro well or a con. You're too well put together, therefore you don't need any attention. <laughs> right. And so you, you've got this, I need to take care of these other ones. Right. Um, and that makes us strong, and that makes us independent, but it also puts a burden or we feel like, hey, wait a minute, what about us? Mm. Which makes us almost be put in that middle child syndrome of, wait, do I matter? Right. Do this, does anybody care? So I'm sure other people are going to have a lot of different thoughts on this. Mm depending on the scenario and again if this isn't this isn't in concrete right um there is there are exceptions to this yeah like i mean even just like how big of a gap there is between a set of siblings could even reset like absolutely four to five years gap. like yeah. yeah a four to five year gap means that next child four to five years later is another firstborn right Right. So there's a lot of different things. Um, what I think is really important for people to understand is that you have an extreme amount of knowledge about this. So if you are seeing issues amongst siblings or with your children, it's really important that you guys go and seek him because some of this could be a birth order thing that has some, some tweaks you can do in how you address your children that could help significantly increase their success rate right you know maybe it's lessening that load that the firstborn feels right or how to include and acknowledge a middle child or you know the youngest children maybe they just need to be held a little more accountable right and Mm -hmm. you can you can help identify and see some of those things that maybe we have blind spots especially if they are that favored tend to be that favored child of yours you may really have um, a blind spot for their 
actions and how you're treating them and and someone objective like you could really help identify those things right and then there's there's sibling rivalry which we have a podcast out on that Mm, that will help and the one thing we didn't talk about but it's always on my mind is sometimes there are kids with special needs right they do demand more attention whether they're first middle only or or youngest and that changes dynamics as well and i can help you with things to accommodate that as well right so um, ultimately, you just want to help make these children the best versions of themselves and help the parents decrease their stress and make sure that they're having a positive impact on their family and Absolutely. helping raise them and make them ready to launch successfully into the world and just help learn parenting skills that you can apply to each children or just specific children as needed, right? And yeah, so- and like we say in our intro, we want you to enjoy the ride and enjoying your kids along the way and produce great kids, but, but enjoy being a parent. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you need some practical tips and skills to help make all the difference in your parenting, make sure you book a session with Kim today at rethinkparenting.com. Um, get on her calendar and spend some time with her. Even if you think everything's going good, sometimes just having that objective look at things, Mm. you can always do a little bit better. You can always tweak a little bit something and all of us, Yeah. it's all, it's all a process, right? You, No one's got it perfectly figured out. (laughs) Nope, not even me. (laughs) Yes. So let's work together to be the best parents and and help our kids be the best they can be overall. So make sure you head over to RethinkParenting.com, get your appointment today. And until next time, thank you for joining us here on The Lost Art of Parenting.